Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to episode three of From Dial Square to Where. Remember, you can always get hold of us on Twitter, which is at From Dial Square, or email, which is from dial square to where at gmail.com. Without further ado, a word from our sponsor. From Dial Square to Where is proud to have Gunas vs. Cancer as its charity sponsor for the season. Set up by the Gunas podcast, it is a brilliant charity raising money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Please help me to help them reach their fundraising goal by visiting gunasversuscancer.com and see how to donate or bid for some great Guna merchandise. Thank you. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Sunday, Monday, happy day. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy day. Thursday, Friday, happy day. Saturday, what a day. Quick question, which manager has managed the most Premier League matches? Correct! Enough of that nonsense again. Please, let's get on with the pod. Laurent Koscielny, wow, what, has happened, what on earth has happened this week? Well, I'm actually quite happy with the club's new stance of being tough with players. We've had this holiday camp mentality going on for far, far too long. And although maybe it could have been worded a bit better, could have gone into a bit more detail, I can totally get behind the club taking this stance on any kind of player there's no player too big or bigger than the club as we all know and um if he's been really going out and literally negotiating deals with bordeaux or whoever it may be behind the club's back without the club's specific authority to do so then he's got no one else to blame but himself and like i said we've allowed players to get away with too much for far too many years and that goes from below par performances and just keeping their place in the team to just taking the piss with regards to their uh, contracts and where they want to go and when they want to go it's up to the club if they're under contract they're under contract it does my head in that managers can no longer manage I know that I'm sort of going hopping back for many, many years, but back in the day of, say, George Graham as a manager, or the earlier days of Alex Ferguson, managers could just dump these players in the reserves if they you know, just leave them to rot if they just stepped out of line. We can't do that no more as, as managers. Their players are seen as assets, and the owners of the businesses, as they are now, rather than clubs, 
won't allow managers to do that sort of thing because it's depreciating their asset. Now, say for argument's sake, we shove Mesut Ozil in the reserves and let him play with the under-23s, the manager would be first to go rather than Mesut Ozil because instead of... Well, he's not probably... It's probably a bad example of Mesut Ozil, to be perfectly honest. Say like Lacazette or Aubameyang. If they got shoved in the reserves because they started stamping their feet and trying to demand a move to Barcelona behind the back or whatever. The club just wouldn't allow that because obviously they go from being worth 70 to 80 million um, to maybe half that by being, you know, dumped in the reserves and uh, being taken, a, 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 you know, a, a good example of, make a good example of them. So managers can't literally do that no more. So, yes, I do applaud the club for taking this stance against Lauren Koscielny. He's bang out of order for just turning up and saying, well, I ain't going. I ain't going. I don't want to go. Well, I'm sorry, mate, but you've got to go. You're the club captain. You're under contract. Now, do what you're told. Yeah, we can't let players get away with this, no matter who they are, what their position is in the club, and how much we need them. We just physically got to make an example of these players and just tell them what what's what. You are going to play Saturday. You are going to put your all into this club. Otherwise, you ain't playing. You ain't playing no more. And next season, we are going to be left with all the players that uh, we all know we need to sell and we need to get rid of, move on, because, um, you know, we've got to sweep away all this bad rubbish from years gone by and get a new mentality in that changing room and the, I don't think we're going to be able to just change the mentality of the existing players that have been poorly performing for many years now they've just got to go and at the moment unfortunately no one's buying them so we've got to be stuck with them but it doesn't mean that we have to play them week in week out just because they're on x amount per week they have got to Show the club, show the manager, show us fans that they deserve a place in the team. Now, no one should get in that team on merit. They should all be in, in that team on form and they're, what they, how much they're putting in on the pitch. The amount of effort that they put in, the amount of skill that they're showing, the amount of form that they're showing, and that's it. They you should not and will not get in the team based on their wage or their name or the amount of bloody Facebook and Instagram followers they've got. Who gives a shit about that? What I give a shit about is a player giving their all and showing their skill on the pitch for Arsenal and playing for the badge and playing for their place next week. That's what I want to see. So... No, gone are the days where people just play crap and still play the next day, next game. We've got to get rid of that mentality. So I'm sorry, Lauren, but you have been bang out of order. You're the club captain. What kind of example is that setting to all of the youngsters in the team? Just showing, saying, "Well, I don't want to go. Sorry, mate. I want to go. I want to go back to France." Well, you can't go back to France unless someone buys you because you're under contract, mate. So you should have got on that plane. 
So if you think you're just going to walk straight back into the team when all is forgiven, I'm sorry, but no chance. You've got to show that you deserve the right to get back in that team on merit. And you may get forgiven over time with the performances you may be allowed to put in on that pitch if you're still with the club. But until that day, you've got to do what you're told, like the rest of us. That's a spicy meatball! As you all know, I've been uh, going on about the ownership of the club for quite some time, few, quite a few weeks. And I had the um, petition going round, like I've said before. And um, the sentiment behind it has always been a consistent one that I really want the best back for our brilliant club. Now, overnight, um, something uh, happened which is taking the whole football reporting world by storm at the moment um, which is the We Care Do You um, project that's been uh, put out there by a number of the big name blogs and um, podcasters um, etc and uh, it's pretty much exactly the same message that I've been um, talking about myself for quite some time and um, I'm 100% behind it, of course I am. Um, there's a petition attached to it as well which needless to say has gone pretty viral immensely uh, quickly. I was hoping for a, a similar sort of uptake on the petition I had I started a, a quite a few weeks ago but I really don't care who starts it or who signs it as long as it is done and um, all of this is a really really good idea and I'm, I'm so very pleased that uh, it's taking off because like I say it's the message that I've, that I've been trying to get out there myself for for quite some time and uh, I'm really really pleased that it is getting uh, the coverage it deserves because the, the main problem isn't just lack of transfer funds etc like I've, uh, I've mentioned before it's just the whole ethos behind the ownership of the club being one that is just not ambitious enough and they just I mean he's even stated completely contradictory um, to the, con the conversation he had when he first took over the club saying he wants us to challenge for every big trophy and win the Champions League etc and then uh, you can link it to the more recent quote from him saying he didn't buy Arsenal to win trophies. So we've got to get this mentality back where we want to win every game and uh, walk, like I said, walk into every single away match and uh, every single home match with full of confidence and saying that you have got to beat us today because we are Arsenal and... Um, I don't want to go over old ground again. I know I've mentioned this before, but uh, good luck to this uh, campaign. And um, really, really, let's all get behind it so that um, something has to be done. We have to be listened to. And what I actually want to um, add on as an end uh, bit here is that once the season has started, this whole movement has got to stay put and it's got to be 
a link between all of us fans and the club itself so that we can get I mean it's obviously similar to the Arsenal Supporters Association it can be another sort of arm to that if you like whereby we ask questions this group puts these questions to the ownership and to the club itself so that we can get our answers and we have to make sure that it's a powerful campaign a, pow a powerful group of supporters that has to get its voice listened to so that is the important legacy here as well Transfers. Well, we've all seen the tweets knocking about about um, Saliba, for example, and the fact that the Spuds may have been, you know, nipped in behind our backs and trying to gazump us on the deal. Well, I sent a tweet out, say, uh, I think yesterday, and said I do not give a flying fuck about that transfer. We need transfers of players that are going to be playing this coming season. Now, the one thing that I, really, I, I, I don't, well, don't regret anything I said at all, but the one thing that I should have added is that it will be a bloody embarrassment for the club if after all this time of dragging our feet, like I've said before about not being decisive in the transfer market and we get gazumped by none other than the scum then it's a huge embarrassment to the club it doesn't mean that i'm still don't give a flying fuck about saliba yes i mean if we were in a different position if we had millions of pounds and we we were like manchester city I'd be absolutely over the moon that we're going after players like that for the future. And we're banking them like Chelsea and City have been doing for years with their academy. Just buying the best of the cream of the crop of the youngsters and putting them to one side so that they can use them later or sell them for great big profits. If we were in that position, fantastic. I'd be absolutely over the moon that we've uh, found a little gem like uh, Saliba. And we can use him in the future or flog him on for a massive profit. That would be fantastic. But we're not. We are in that position. So, the, why we were going after him in the first place is beyond me. Because we're just wasting time on all this crap like Zaha, which we can't afford. So, what's the point in going after him? Saliba, what's the point in going after him? Because we can't play him. We need to be going after players that we can play and will instantly improve our team. Now, I, I, you all know about my stance on the youngsters as well. I do want to play a lot of the youngsters this coming season because I'll find it exciting. You know, it'll be the most exciting thing for me for many years, watching these youngsters growing into the team and becoming cult heroes within the fan base. I, I just love that. There's nothing better for the, than that for me. But we do need some ready-made, proven players incoming as transfers as well obviously so what pisses me off as well and i'm sorry that this is a bit being a bit negative but what the fuck is going on with kieran tierney's transfer as well i mean if someone else comes in and gazumps us on him i will be furious 
I mean, with other teams, they're making transfers, and it seems to me that um, it gets mentioned one day, and the next day it's all confirmed and it's happened. Like um, Leicester bought um, Perez from Newcastle United, and I think I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that I heard about it one day. Like I just like I said before, it was all confirmed the next day. Because they just went in, offered the offered the money, and it was done. With Arsenal, oh no, 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 no. It has to go till transfer deadline day. Even though we've been talking about it since probably before the transfer window actually opened. I mean, what? why? It does my head in. You know, if we're offering a report, it, we, I think our first bid was nine, uh, 15, second bid was 19, but the club want 22 and it's a done deal. So what the fuck are we messing about with over 3 million quid? get it done because we're, we're absolutely desperate and that is the one probably in my opinion the most important signing of the summer will be Tierney secondly is a replacement for Aaron Ramsey because on the width yeah we, uh, at the top of the pitch we can use our youngsters and they can just let, be let go and express themselves and told to enjoy themselves like I said last week and it's the best place on the pitch for them to be blooded as youngsters because if they lose the ball, at least it's the right end of the pitch. Just let them get on with it for a while. But we are desperate for a Ramsey replacement. It doesn't have to be box-to-box -box player. I think, in my opinion, it needs to be someone that can pick up the ball and run with it, run at players, scare them and make a nice off, you know, a through ball or a ball out to the wings and then carry on with your run into the box, exactly like Ramsey used to do. We need that kind of player. In my opinion, if we were available to buy Wilfred Zaha for a reported 50 to 60 to 70 million quid, my absolute ideal player that we should go for would be James Madison. I think he would be absolutely perfect a proper arsenal player in my opinion and the way he can drive with loads of confidence with the ball forward and the fact that he's a dead ball specialist as well which we haven't had for a long time i know that um meza Ozil can pretty much put it put the ball on a on a sixpence in the box if he wanted to if he was in the mood and if he could actually be bothered to travel away but james madison is will be a real threat from set pieces like um you know from shots from distance from, from dead ball situations and score and we haven't had that for a long long time um and i think he really is an ideal arsenal player the way that he can um dribble with the ball and pass the ball and actually pick it up and run with it and i i mean obviously it's up it's all speculation but I think that earlier on in the transfer window it was mooted that a club would have to bid around the 60 million quid mark for James Madison at his age and because of the needs of the team the urgent needs of the team I think we should be looking at him and actually I'd rather at his age and the the ability that he's got and what he will bring to the team, I'd be much, much happier spending 50, 60 million quid on him 
considering the fact that he's been playing in the um, Premier League with massive, brilliant effect, um, and he's, he could literally start from day one, he would be a much better buy for us right at this moment in time than Wilfred Zaha. Because, as, like I said, we can cover the role that Zaha would play with the youngsters. I don't. I'm not saying that it, you know that the youngsters could be immediately as good as Wilf, but considering the needs of the team and the money that we've got to spend, reportedly, I still think and stand by what I say that he he's too expensive for the age that he is. The other thing that I would like to say about um, Wilfred Zaha, and um, I know this is going back a few weeks in the transfer window, but when we were heavily linked to Carrasco, for example, there's no way that players, if they are world beaters, at this stage in their career, would be where they are and in Zaha and Carrasco. I've heard on Twitter so many times when I've mentioned about Carrasco a few weeks ago, people replying back to my tweet saying he had to go to um, from um, Madrid to China because of the owners of the team and blah, blah, blah. They had to do it as because they were asked to and blah. Well, I'm sorry, mate, but there is absolutely no way that Simeone would have parted with him if he was a major player for the team. He wouldn't have allowed this to happen. Or if he was told by Chinese owners of the, the club or whatever, Chinese owners of the player with the registration, etc, etc. If he was felt like he was being held to ransom with one of his star players that he really wanted in the team and needed and didn't want to let him go, then he would have kicked up such a fuss. And I wouldn't have put it past Simeone for something like that to say, well, just fuck it then, I'm going, I'm off, I'm off, you can't do that with one of my best players, I ain't having it, and it, with Zaha, if he was as brilliant as everyone is saying on Twitter, and about how amazing, what a great player he is, uh, with his ability, he would not be at Palace, he, he would have been picked up ages ago by one of the bigger teams around Europe, or in the Premier League, a City would have had him. A United would have had him again. I know he was at United when he was very, very young, but it was too early for him, potentially. He would have been picked up by one of the big powerhouses on Europe. Um, you know, a Bayern, a Real Madrid, a Barcelona. They would have picked him up ages ago because players like that don't last at a club like Palace if they're brilliant. So let's just calm down a little bit for a secondly about Zaha because he's at Palace for a reason. His figures are not fantastic. You know, you just Google, I've, I've, I've tweeted them out several times. You Google his statistics within the Premier League for the last five years. Off the top of my head, I think it was 32 goals and 20 assists in, in five years. So let's um, just calm down a little bit. If he was brilliant, he wouldn't be at Palace. Simple as that. He's been at Palace for several seasons now. Five seasons at least. That wouldn't have happened if he was amazing. He would have been off. So, 
he is not the world beater that we think um, or, or is mooted around Twitter. And neither is Carrasco because he would not be playing in China. Simple as that. He wouldn't have been allowed to go. He went to China for one reason and one reason only and that is money. So, let's see if we can uh, do something in a transfer window. I'm, I am, I must admit, I am getting very, very frustrated because we've signed a youngster, a 17-year-old kid, and that's it so far. And we've got, what, three and a half weeks left of the transfer window? So, yes, I am concerned. I am very concerned because the last thing we want is to get to the last week of the transfer window, let alone... The last day, on deadline day, with that fucking irritating bloke Jim White on the telly. I do not want to end up watching him on that deadline day. Oh, you know, I'd rather just stick an iron in the fire and then stick it on my skin rather than watching him. But if we leave it that late and we are... We end up having to go for second, third, fourth, fifth choices and end up getting people that we don't need or overpaying for people or... Whatever, then I, I mean, I think there'll be mutiny, wouldn't there? There really would be mutiny, let alone these little um, Stan Cronk protests with a little piece of A4. I think we're fucking marching with torches to the doors of the Emirates, to be perfectly honest. So let's keep our fingers crossed that we don't get to that situation. But um, it's not looking good so far, really. Not looking good. The fact that we drag our heels so much over the sake of a, a million, two million, three million quid just to get the deal done quickly is very, very frustrating in this day and age more than any other because um, we all know how stupid these transfer fees are. But when you're talking about um, 120 million quid for a young, unproven kid that um, Atletico Madrid have just bought in uh, Jao Felix I mean that's absolutely crazy money so we're quibbling over two or three million doesn't that do your head in for a player we desperately need to tie up on our um, either left back or left wing back slot depending on how we're going to play but on that um point just very briefly about how we're going to play i really really hope that we go back to a back four next year rather than this back three with wing backs i really really uh would prefer that i know we've got a problem at right back as well um with uh oh god my bright mind's got <laughs> bellerin <laughs> i nearly forgot his name then for a second bellerin not being back till probably September, maybe October, in my opinion, to get match fitness back again. He might make a few sub appearances in September, fingers crossed. But we're going to start the season without a right back in his place, um, which is a problem. But I would much rather see us either play a four diamond two formation next season or a four three three. Um, so we need to get the players in place because I, I, I'm pretty sure that Emery would prefer to play that way as well in his ideal world. But we haven't got the personnel to do that, as we all know. So we need to be pursuing these kind of players. And I, going back to what I said before, 
if we can get someone like James Madison in, because Leicester bought Tielemans, let's not forget, uh, for 40 million quid. That happened very, very quickly as well. No messing. They got their man. And um, now that they've acquired him, they possibly might be a bit more open to selling uh, Madison to us. So let's keep our fingers crossed, eh? He does a bit of the dark arts as well. And we know, know that from the game we played away to them last season when we lost 3-0. Everyone was screaming at Madison, but let's be honest, we need a player like that with that bit of cunning. We really do. I know it was uh, we, everyone went mental because it was against us last year, but we need we need that kind of player as well. He's clever because he can win the free kicks, but boy oh boy, he can also stick them in the back of the net when he got when he's won them as well. So fingers crossed, eh? Now to finish with, here is a beautiful song by the Arsenal Choir of posh people. The Arsenal. Thanks ever so much for listening. Please get in touch if you've got any suggestions or questions for the pod. Um, it's email from dialsquaretowear at gmail.com and on Twitter it's at from dialsquare. Look forward to speaking to you next week. <laughs>